squawktraders.com podcast, a practical human approach to news, equities, commodities, forex, cryptos, AI, and interviews with awesome people. Now, I'm so, so happy that you're joining us in this podcast. But before we do that, we all must disclaim that we both know that I am not your financial advisor. I'm not your psychologist. I'm just your best friend at the other side of this podcast. These are only my own speculative harebrained opinions, crazy hypotheses, and delusional outlooks on the market. Right? Great. Let's get ready for an awesome session. Right, so let's get started with the news. The news you choose or lose or choose to lose. Load shedding. Crikey Moses. So one of the joys of living in South Africa is that it's it's like living in the wild, wild west in so many ways. You can just never expect things to go according to plan. So one of the, the fantastic new issues that we have been made aware of as an entire country today is that we just simply can't generate enough power at the moment to keep the lights on. So with immediate effect, we will start scheduling rolling blackouts so that they can keep the grid on. Just so that you know, what happens when a grid goes down, the amount of energy to get it back up and running again is phenomenal. And you've got to start it up in stages. So, uh, so yeah, come three and a half hours from now, lights out. And it just so happens that that's when the sun goes down for me. So I'm going to be sitting here with a candle. So I reckoned not... Although the, the American Open hasn't even started yet, let's just get this awesome Friday podcast out of the way. So, uh, I do have a generator, but we're enjoying a storm at the moment as well, and generators don't like working in the rain. <laughs> so, it's all happening. So, Seals may have found dead. I heard he went missing a little while ago. Mr. Park won soon. Yo, that's an interesting name. You better park one soon. <laughs> no disrespect, but that is a strange name. So, we all know that at the moment there is certainly, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of nationalism across the board with... Uh, both for economic reasons and with COVID. So he was a liberalist. Um, and I suppose that a liberalist would be in a way for 
nationalists. So I'm not sure who the nationalists are in Seoul, but that would be interesting. Um, J. Lowe bids to buy the Mets. I mean, of course, what would you do if you had a few bull? <laughs> Russia's not that optimistic about recovering the nuclear accord with the U.S. Now, I find that particularly disconcerting. Um, two of the three world's superpowers not agreeing to unilaterally destroy the world if they got into a fisticuffs. I suppose what's going to happen is what happened back in Vietnam days, you know, ban the bomb type, type protests. I mean, you know, not as if we don't have enough protests at the moment. Uh, I'm surprised that there aren't protests about protests. Um, talking of protesters, protesters stormed the parliament building in Belgrade. I actually watched the video. I thank goodness I wasn't one of those riot, riot police. Literally a small band of riot police holding one another, arm in arm, hooked, just praying to God that the crowd does not become more violent than it already was. There was absolutely no ways that those few men could have stopped the huge amount of citizens. Um, that found themselves throwing petrol bombs through the front doors. They broke their way into the lobby. I mean, they must have had to actually surrender. Um, the authorities must have had to surrender to the mob. Uh, authorities are saying that this was too orderly orchestrated, too carefully orchestrated, too, too big to not have been uh, put together by agencies other than concerned protesters. Um, apparently that the official protesters reason for writing was because of a lockdown that was uh, imposed out of the blue due to surging coronaviruses. Um, so yes, talking about surging coronaviruses, the USA for the first time 60,000 cases in one, one day. Uh, Australia has decided to limit travel again and Florida has a 33.5% positive infection rate of all those tested, which is just a number that's hard to even fathom. Sure, 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 sure. This is the news that you rather choose to lose. <laughs>
S&P down half a percent, 3152. NASDAQ up half a percent, 10547. Truly going nowhere. Um, this one's priceless. Tesla hits a $30 billion short interest. So what that means for those of you that don't know is short interest is actually investors making money when the stock goes down. So that is explicitly saying your stock's too overvalued. I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk himself is one of those investors. He has come out himself and said on Twitter that he reckons his stock's overvalued, gone into so much shit with the security exchange uh, body in um, America for that. And uh, the short interest of 20 billion is more than the market cap of some of the largest competitive car manufacturers <laughs> in the market. So uh, that's quite interesting. I reckon that was from a short squeeze. You know, what happens is, when the stock goes up, people think, investors go, okay, well, how far? Nothing keeps going up. So at some point, it reaches a point where it's overbought and overvalued and way too far from the moving average. And it's time to re-equalize and retrace back to a fair value. Um, so people start opening up shorts. Now, what happens is if that doesn't happen and it keeps going up for whatever reason, um those investors need to close their shorts and when you close a short you effectively buy so they then join the whole posse of people and investors that are buying that's called a short squeeze so i think that could be behind what popped tesla up to this level and now you're getting some institutional shorts coming in so i wouldn't say that it has got a near future rise ahead of it. It's probably going to retrace. Um, today, the real estate, food, food and beverage uh, and tech companies are to the upside. Yeah, food, beverage coming off a low. Real estate coming off a low. Tech, obviously, just upside, upside, upside. I would be worried about buying into tech at this stage. So overvalued. I reckon that Investors have been running there because there's nowhere else to go. Um, I listened to an awesome, awesome program on Bloomberg last night. Um, there's this company that buys music and they own 2,000 of the top one songs at the moment and 8,000 of the top 10. Justin Bieber's best hits, Beyonce's um, Maroon 5, the list is endless. And what the CEO was saying was that his, his stock, because they've listed, his stock or his investment model is resilient to COVID. And, uh, and other black swans that uh, threaten the, the markets normally. And he explained that uh, when you are depressed and you don't want to go out, you listen to music. When you are happy and you're having a party or you're spending money, you're listening to music. You're always listening to music. And I thought that was ingenious. So these guys raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and buy tunes. <laughs> um, and they're clever. You know, they've brought those tunes into computer games, into movies. 
very creative bunch i was well impressed and the guy looked smart all black bald head spoke well confident very impressive interview very impressive interview chinese market slows down after a huge eight-day surge <coughs> do you know how they did it the chinese government started selling their stocks that they bought yeah, manipulated completely. I mean, you're trading against governments now in the equity markets. You have to realize that. Um, the the experts are now coming out and analysts and they're saying, look, rates are going to be low for a very, very long time. And growth is going to take a very, very long time to return to where it was. So that's that. Um, you know, some doom and gloom, but at the end of the day, what do we expect? This has been one of the most hectic things that have happened since World War II um, to the markets and, and to, to generally the whole world. I mean, this is affecting places that even World War II didn't affect as much. Um, Forex, what did I tell you? The dollar, broad-based broad weakness across the board pretty much all the pairs euro dollar went long as predicted yeah eu 750 million dollars stimulus package now they just got to try work out the politics between the poorer and richer members the dovish and hawkish members the frugal four versus the rest the russian story with germany it's going to be interesting so Keep your eyes on that for sure. Forex markets so docile compared to the crypto markets. Digital assets. Bitcoin alts. Bitcoin, 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 you little biscuit, eh? Keeping everyone on their toes. So I think I've got a handle on what's happening here. You know, should be careful when you say that. But this is what I see. Now, we both know that you get macro moves and micro moves, macro market, micro market. Within the big movements, there are small wave movements, right? Common concept. What I see happening here is one of two scenarios. Quite clearly, the one scenario is a short and the other is a long. And I'm going to tell you my take on it. So, at the moment... In the micro market on the shorter time frames like the four hour and less um, over the period since this pennant has started we have been making lower highs there is double bearish divergence on the MACD RSI the volume we keep getting rejected at the 9400 to 9500 specifically now that that bodes well for the bears 
those are all the hallmarks for what you want to see if you believe that this has reached the top of a pulse and it's now stalling and it's going to go back down. Can you hear the wind behind me? This whole building is rocking and rolling. Long. It is in a macro long move um, ever since the crash. So it's now getting squeezed into the apex of a symmetrical pennant. It is a bullish pennant because it came from the bottom up. It is still traveling within the rising channel that it's respected since that crash. And even within that channel are smaller channels that it's found home to and it's respected those for a while now. Now, those are the two aspects that bodes well for the bulls. Now, you see, if it holds above the 8,800, then it could just be gaining momentum, excuse me, <coughs> at the bottom of this channel that's rising and getting ready to break above the 9.5 and then eventually the 10.4 and then build support and hold above the 10.5. That will confirm that this is going into a bull market from this sideways action. Unless it does that, it is not going into a bull market yet. No matter what you want to think, no matter what your prediction is, Technically speaking, until the price action does that, there's no bull market. Right. Now, what could be happening, as far as the bears would like to believe, is that it's not building support at the 8.8 up. They would like to believe that it's challenging that zone. Right? And if it breaks down below the 8.5 and then stays below that point and builds, uh, builds below uh, that resistance, then, my friends, we have got a confirmed short. So that's, those are the two marks, the two lines in the sand. If you open up the Chaikin indicator, I challenge you, it's a it's an interesting indicator. It's a simple indicator. C-H-A-I-K-I-N indicator. Pop it onto the weekly chart. Basically, you've got a zero line, right? Above is buy pressure, below is sell pressure. Look at where that is. And look in the past what happened when the indicator was there. I'm not going to spill the beans and tell you where it is. I'm going to make you work for it. So, yeah. Crypto, crypto, crypto. Artificial intelligence. Will it make us, break us, or own us? Let's check it out. Artificial intelligence is provocative, scary, and exciting. Um, I still believe we're going to have our day with robots, a little showdown 
Terminator, the real thing. <laughs> I'm not joking. My friends know me for this. You watch my word. We'll discuss that at length in future episodes. But I'm just going to quickly uh, re uh, let you know on this, uh, let you know about this article that I read about the research about the adoption and implementation of AI in the workplace, in enterprises, because that's practical, right? Less Hollywood, less space station, more practical. You can touch and feel this. So what the survey showed is that only 36% of organizations um, are at the development stage of integrating AI into their business. Um, and of, of those, 36%, only a third, so that would be 12%, were in an advanced stage of that beginning stage. So that means basically tying it down, where they are actually using multiple applications in the general production of what they do. The biggest concern that they had and that organizations have is the security aspect of AI. Now, that is interesting, and that is a good place for you business people out there that have the capability to look for a gap in the market. Go find a solution for security patch for AI and let me know when you've done it because I am going to, I'm busy with the project and my, my project's going to have so much AI in it. You won't, you will not believe it. I'm so spunked up about AI. Um, but the majority of those surveyed, like more than half, um, that are busy with AI felt that they were pioneers. Now that shows you that we are in the infancy or at least the self-perceived infancy of this. You, want to, you don't want to miss the boat here, peeps. You want to make sure that your business doesn't miss the boat. And if you work for a business that is missing the boat, why don't you be the sailor that stands up and goes, Aye, aye, Captain, the boat she's a-sailing. And uh, then ask for a raise. <laughs> okay, you beautiful people. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. Lots of loves. That was an awesome podcast. Thanks for joining me. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Stay safe out there. Stay happy out there. Just don't take risks you can't afford to lose. And uh, I'll catch you on the flip side.